0: Hi everyone, Tiffany here with a super quick note that this podcast was recorded as part of a previous bundle season. That means that the dates that you're about to hear for the bundle, well, they're no longer correct. If you're interested in seeing what the dates are for this year's sale, please visit thebellydancebundle.com. There you'll find all the up to date information on our upcoming bundle. While the dates may be wrong and the class mentioned here isn't available through us any longer, Many of our guests still have their courses available for purchase individually, so please do feel free to click through to their offerings and take a look. You're going to want to check it out after hearing how brilliant they are. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Tiffany here for Yalla Rocks. We have Beverly here with us on the podcast today, but before we jump into that, did you hear the good news? We've announced the course list for the Belly Dance Bundle 2020. If you head over to thebellydancebundle.com and then hit the What's Included button in the menu, it'll take you right to the spot where you can choose to look at the Lecture Bundle or the Dance Bundle. But don't worry, you can absolutely get both when they go on sale on October 21st. Seriously, go check out the class list. It's mind blowing. I'm not sure if we've ever put out such a comprehensive practice. We've got so many different dance classes from tarab to shabi, drum solos to improvisation, and just about anything that you could ask for. And on the lecture side, we're going to be talking about history, culture, teaching, learning, practicing, researching, and listening. There are so many amazing topics that are going to be covered, so be sure to go spend some time perusing what we have available this year. Beverly's edition will be <clears throat> Beverly's edition will be a dance class focused on leg rehab and strength that will lead to you dancing on a tabla or even just a stack of big books. Let's dive in with Beverly. Hello dancers and welcome to Yalla Rocks, the belly dance podcast that helps you design your personal practice. Today we're here with Beverly. Beverly, thank you so much for joining me and for being part of the bundle this year. Thank you for bringing me on board, sweetheart. It's so amazing to be here and to meet everyone. It's really exciting. So since this is your first time on the podcast, I always like to know kind of what is your background? How did you get into this? How has it progressed? You've been dancing for a long time, so you've got quite the story. Yeah I've got decades that rolled um, and I mean I was dancing since I was a kid.
1: Uh, I was training since I was three and um, in uh, jazz, ballet, uh, gymnastics and um, I had done some oriental dance but I didn't understand that it was called belly dancing because it was just done at home socially and um, the only time that it sort of dawned on me that that was belly dancing that I'd been doing was when I accidentally um, moved into a uh, an ashram um, <laughs> in my early 20s when um, I answered for a vegetarian house share. And the yogi who was running the ashram was also a belly dance teacher, found out that I had a dance background and pulled me into the classes which I ended up teaching within six months because she broke her foot, and that's how everything spun into this um, incredible story. That's now taken two decades and taken me around the world, taken me um, in the initial. I did a lot of um, training, uh, not just with uh, master teachers in the Middle East, but also in the smaller villages and um, in. Um, in smaller communities uh going to really learn folklore um and uh i spent a long time many years um uh, both working and learning at the same time and and moving around and um it became full-time in my life um for
0: yeah about 15 years now full-time that's amazing what what was your favorite part of, if you could even pick one, your experience living and dancing and learning in so many different places? It
1: was the, the special moments. I mean, the one I got out, totally outdanced by, um, by a group on the border of the Sudan at a wedding that went on for a week. And um, I really thought I had stamina for all night parties and the, the dancing that went on all night for a week. Uh, with this village group. And I mean, there was no electricity for, for miles. There was no shop for like hundreds of kilometers. It was so far. We were drinking water out of the Nile. So humble, rural people. And re- they really out me. And that was quite magical just to see the spirit, you know. And <laughs> those who know me know that like I've got 10 tons of energy. And I'm, a, I'm a hard woman to take down. But um, it, it was little things as well, being... Um, uh, it, in meeting people, um, and uh, not just learning in the classroom, but but learning in the kitchen, learning um, uh, just in conversation. Um, you can learn more that way, and all uh, well, I've always tried to create that kind of environment to bring people into um, more than just my class, but my home. And everywhere where I've created a space to learn, to try and create a space that people feel um, it's as comfortable as sitting in someone's kitchen.
0: That's such a great philosophy. That's where the magic happens. That's the the ultimate kitchen body. Amazing. So in this year's bundle, you're putting in a four-part course, dancing on a drum, drills and leg rehab. And from what I know of you and your style this just fits in so well with how you approach belly dance right like can you speak a bit to what inspired you to create this class your methodologies behind it kind of give us give us Beverly's technique and reasoning here for the drum solo class for the dancing on a drum class
1: Okay, amazing. first of all, I love dancing on the drum by the way. It is such good fun and um i'm I'm quite a little person as well, so it gives me a little bit of stature when i'm in a in a club or a, in a restaurant um and it felt quite natural for me but um why I chose to put this together for the bundle was um i think uh, so it's kind of like a really good introduction to my work because um I'm quite specific about uh, technical modulation on the body for Oriental dance. I believe that um, there are there's a, there's a whole body of knowledge of how the body um, is structured um, according to theory, moving through space, to power, and how we can achieve um, an ultimate balance within our bodies and create a weightlessness through our bodies by um, using muscular structure to lift the weight up and out so that um, we actually take low-bearing injuries out of the legs. Um, um, the way that oriental dance is structured, um, I, since, since I was really, really little and going through so many um, forms of uh, dance and, um, and performance art, what I've been studying um, hasn't been like, I wouldn't maybe study it for just a few months. Everything I studied for many, many years. I've also studied martial arts for many years as well. And um, what linked everything together for me was looking at um, really the root, of the, the root of the theory of the body locomotion in each form. And then looking at what, um, what's a, a pure reflection from one form to the other. Of, um, of the ultimate uh, consciousness of body locomotion. Then when I started applying um, this uh, viewpoint into oriental dance, I started noticing that um, working very, very deep into the, the structure, integrity of the body started doing something phenomenal. It started, um, i calling on the musicality of oriental dance, actually, and um, through physical resonation in the various bones. Um, and uh, bones have different density as well. And the sounds that were, that were being produced in the oriental music, um, I started feeling the resonance so that um, when I started uh, dancing deeper and deeper into this technical modulation that I was developing, I could feel the music reverberating uh, in in very profound ways through my body, and I started teaching through this modulation and noticed that um, I could take people through technique with very deep meditation and take them from a beginner to immediate level within six months. And it's not every that I could do that with, um, the, the dancers that would come as a beginner would need to have a very um, calm disposition about learning and uh, be be able to meditate on slow movement and not feel like they needed to run and, and shake and get somewhere. If they were able to go through the slow modulation and i wouldn't say to them oh i'm going to take you to intermediate in six months i wouldn't say a word i would just slowly teach and if they could um if they could access these slow modulations and if they came back with the second class because i'm a very disciplined teacher and i set things out um according to dancers coming in and focusing focusing and and absorbing feeling it in their own bodies and uh, Feeling it, um, feeling it growing week to week, just by coming back in a completely non-competitive, a completely non-pressurized environment and meditating through shapes. Then I've been watching the dancers over the years that I've been taking through this technical modulation and within six months, they are kicking. I can put on music and they can all improvise, but improvise beautifully. And um, I realized that this technical modulation is very intricate, to teach, especially when I started introducing classes for um, advanced and professional dancers that would come and train with me. I would take them right back to the beginning and then train them through my technique. So what I decided to do, because many of the dancers with the Belly Dance Bundle hadn't, uh, worked with me before or been introduced to any of of, um, uh, my ideas and the way I approach dance, I thought um, I'd film this as a specific um, new class, just within four hours, uh, it's an hour class four times, and um, be able to combine uh, an introduction into both my technique and also be able to take it up through a couple of paces for dancers that maybe are already professional that wouldn't necessarily be interested in taking, you know, a, a sort of beginner technique type of class. Mm-hmm. But um, then uh, take the technique and say, right, I'm teaching like structural integrity for balance. Structural integrity for balance means that if you can do it on the floor, you can do it on a book. You can climb from a book and get onto a tablet. If your structural integrity is correct, your balance will be 100%, and you can trust your legs. You can trust. You can trust your legs to carry you. But then I started thinking about that concept more and more deeply, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, so many dancers uh, um, have tremendous leg injury, uh, load-bearing injuries over time. So many twisted ankles, bugged knees. Um, and this all needs to be tended to as well. I've got a very deep background as well in um, body restructuring and healing through um, bone manipulation and realignment of tendons. And I do this work on people often um, where they've tried a million uh, uh, doctors or much mod- ways of, of healing and they haven't come right. They eventually find me. I don't advertise. I come through word of mouth to do this, and um, through all the work that I've done uh, in that. It's come after uh, a lot of healing I had to do in my own body because I had very mangled legs from um, as a teenager already the gymnastics injuries had put both my knees out and I <clears throat> I was told uh, that the only way through was an op- a double knee operation I was about 11 or 12 years old and I refused um, I mean there were days when uh, well maybe the one would go or maybe the other one would go and then I could still hobble around because the leg would completely stiff the kneecap would slide completely out of place and all that exposed tissue um, up and uh, almost like freeze. And um, every now and again, both of them went at the same time and I literally would sit in bed and the tears would roll down my face, I was a teenager and I, I couldn't stand. And um, I slowly, through the introduction at the ashram, um, through the introduction to yoga then, and also taking on other, um, uh, other healing work that was done um, in shiatsu and um, uh, various different uh, uh, healing modules, um, I started to learn how to rehabilitate my legs. And I got them uh, back in my early 20s and went back to dance class after a little bit of a break where it was just difficult for me to, with, with the state of the legs. I got back into dance class and it was phenomenal. Um, the, the kind of um, freedom I felt, trusting my own legs, was a huge difference to how it felt um, during those 10 years where I didn't trust them. And um, through teaching technique, yes, for oriental dance, um, I do bring that into the bundle um, of this uh, dancing on the drum classes because um, of the structural work. But I thought how amazing to be able to bring in just within these couple of classes um, a bunch of ideas for uh, for people to have a look at how to actually own up uh, the joints and um, create a flexibility in them that the injury has blocked up and open that all up and show people um a set of exercises that they can then start to use, not just to unblock, but to strengthen. So everything kind of pulled together in a very beautiful way. Um, Just to take four hours and say, right, within these four hours, we're going to cover healing the legs. And every adult I've come across has been blocked and been a dancer and having twisted them a bunch of times. and the feet as well become very blocked um, as an adult and I spend even the first class of, of dancing and a drum, we don't even get off the mat, I look at foot flexibility and, and foot flexibility is really important to be able to grip the floor if you're standing and just dancing on the floor, but especially if you want to try and dance up on the tablet or um, many of us you know dancing on um, the restaurant circuit sometimes you'll just jump up on a table or something mm-hmm. you know when a table's got a wobbly leg you need to have a very strong core you need to have a very strong um, trust in your legs as well so I've brought all these elements in and woven them together in a very beautiful um, four-part class.
0: It's awesome because you're and I've spoken about this in other, in other interviews that we've had through the bundle as well. But as dancers, a lot of times we don't necessarily think about our, our, like taking care of our bodies in the same way, right? Like we're dancing and that's the exercise, right? To, but to take a step back and look like not at the root of the movement as like here is the most basic version of this move that I could do, but taking it even farther down from that move to like, what is my body actually doing and what are my knees doing and like getting into all of these little pieces of it and all of the joints and all of the muscles need to be strong and trustworthy, right? As you say, to, to be able to support even the most base movement. So taking it back like this and working on that base So that I love the, I love you saying like you can trust your legs because I'm one of those dancers with a twisted ankle, right? That's plagued me for years until I figured, I figured out how to like work it for me. But you do lose that sense of trust when something isn't working. You lose that sense of trust. And it's like, I never would have thought to get up on a tablet or like I never wanted to climb up on tables at my restaurant gigs because what if my ankle went out? Exactly.
1: I've had both feet go at the same time. And um, I was busy having um, work done, uh, osteopathy work uh, and get the bunion back in on the one foot. And um, there was a nerve that suddenly was under my foot every time I put my foot down because it was the nerve is finding a new way to grow. And so I was standing on a raw nerve on one foot and then i was busy putting a show together it was a huge west end show and it was a collaboration with a whole bunch of um uh, flamenco dancers as well i was running around organizing i'd never put in my own practice and i booked myself an hour in the studio ran in there was snow outside i was in london um and i ran in. i didn't warm up and i was yeah, in of course Arabic. not <laughs> my head was near my foot and i saw what i did to it and then I'm literally masking taped it, danced over it like a beast. And I was bent for three months. And um, that's when I took up trapeze, actually, because I just I couldn't not move. (laughs) And I trained in the trapeze for three years. Um, And one of the most insane things that I realized was that I couldn't belly dance in the air. You need the ground. You literally it's the interaction between you and the floor. You're not wrong. And that was, that was an amazing thing that dawned on me (laughs) because I really did try.
0: I was hanging up there. I'm like, it doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) What a, like, what a moment. Like, what a moment. Just Beverly trying, hanging off a trapeze to dance and realizing, oh, I need the floor.
1: There's a tactile way that you completely, um, I mean, oriental dance. It's, it's, a, it's a mirror of the whole universe. And it's like your, all your lower chakras or your lower body, it all belongs into the earth and it gets danced like down into the earth. And um, also um, with uh, how you were talking about um, uh, the stability uh, for um, going behind the movements, Yes, Going behind all of them, it's, it's starting to look at the very internal muscle and, and not that, that larger outer muscle, not the middle layer muscle, but the innermost muscle, the smaller ones, and all of those ones that are right around the joints. And what are you doing into them? You're contracting into them. You're creating this power into them. And all this power you're generating and you're, you're almost like communicating with the floor. Through these pulses then everything from the belly up belongs to the sky it's all about this lifting up and out and um and elevating it um so you're actually pulling all that you're putting all the energy up at the same time pulling all that energy down so what are you doing you're generating energy not just generating energy
0: yeah, but
1: generating
0: the, pulse points. Yes, and, and contrast as well, right? Because mm-hmm. you're go you're like like when you do a move and you get that really ooey, gooey sensation to it, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's this it's the tension, it's the pulling in different directions while you're going. Like that's what you're describing, just even mm-hmm. like doing the most basic of things in, in this dance. That's how the universe is moving all the Pushing and
1: pulling. The waves are pushing and pulling. Everything in oriental dance is a continuous undulation. Pushing and pulling. That's what's so beautiful. And it's the simplest move and then it expands outward. I love that. I I looking at the at 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 the most simple, unstructured, and then from there building up. So it's very exciting oriental dance blows my mind every day <laughs> literally i wake up every day i'm like <laughs> i get to do this <laughs> and again like yeah and you see like each day i i just see deeper and deeper into it and and uh, you know working you know working with dancers as well and watching everyone's journey and watching dances blossom and 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 watching everything um open up also in my body and uh, literally every day i wake up and oriental dance and the magnificence of the body locomotion within oriental dance blows my mind.
0: So for (laughs) dancers who are listening to this, they're super vibing with what you have to say about, you know, this stability and getting in, into all of these little pieces behind the movement right They're They're with us. They're into it. They want to go practice. What is something you're going to recommend people work into their practice routines, work into what they're doing to shore up, right? Let's go with the, the ocean metaphor some more, right? <laughs> to shore up this part of their of their practice, this part of their bodies as an instrument for dance.
1: Well, what I'm going to be what I've set out, because I've already finished filming now the set of four. What i do in each and every class is i set through a whole variety of flowing exercise from one to the next and it works on all those three points it works on um a uh, healing through injury and flexibility which is the same it works on strengthening and it works in core so um i'm continuously putting um putting sets of exercises throughout the classes. And I do a recap section at the end with notes as well. Mm-hmm. So people can actually see how I break down the sections of combined um, exercise in yoga. And I've been teaching yoga as well for about 20 years. And I, I've, I've trained around the world with some incredible people. I've, I've, I've worked a lot in the um, um, the healing uh Healing yoga body work as well, I've, I've, uh, which is something a little bit different to what um, uh, what people are, are normally teaching just by yoga classes. Um, there's always um, pose and counter pose, and there's always um, like a balance within um, within a set. Mm-hmm. So um, I put like little mini sets together within the the class, which will be able to take somebody who's got no, um, either no core strength or, you know, a huge amount of core strength and be able to say, okay, these are the exercises. If you, if you can hit them straight away, go for it. If you need to take your time on this class and repeat this class or repeat that section of, um, the set, repeat it as many times as you want. This is what's amazing about pre-recorded and, um, uh, training dancers training in in their own time mm-hmm. because they, each dancer can spend as much time as they want in the area that they want to develop yes. so if you need more work done on knees and ankles then you work into um the, uh, the unblocking of the injury and the strengthening of the legs mm-hmm. then um you know dancers that need to work more on the core work more on the core um but it i still will um, uh, present it with um, with a series. So you do a preparation, you do the exercise and then you do um, like a recuperation pose, which is great. I think it's very, very um, healing and very nurturing for the body. Also in the healing poses that are, um, uh, they're slower um, and and as some of them do have movement as well. So they're gently massaging. And um, I think that uh, putting this consciousness into um, a series of uh, of structures that can easily be uh, uh, written in, in, in notes and, and taken like a five-minute section here, a five-minute section there, and something that dancers wanna incorporate. Um, essentially prepping for the class um, would mean if you, completely um grounded and comfortable with all the exercises from class one then move on to class two
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then the same if you're 100 percent with all the exercises from class two move on to class three and um, halfway through class three and um, i stopped doing all the prep and we start really getting up and working on the movements um depending on a book Mm-hmm. and then by class four people can either get on a tableau or carry on a book or carry on on the floor and then work a little bit more into um, practicing the uh, the oriental technique and um, exploring how, um, how different it would be in, in their bodies as their bodies are opening but it may mean that there would be um, space for many dancers between the classes, depending on how much work they needed to do on their own um, for any healing modality that um, they thought, uh, and really um, anything can be healed. I've seen it a million times over. Um, I've worked with dance, I've worked with um, people and dancers, um, also with uh, nerve injuries, spinal damage. Uh, I've, I've worked with people and brought legs back to life. That I, I've seen miracles, and um, I don't believe that any injury um, can't be um, regenerated. I believe that with constant and consistent, gentle um, and conscious work, that everyone can experience regeneration if they put their mind to it, and particularly for legs, and how amazing for dancers, and please take the gift from me. it's like. It's a huge gift for dancers. Your legs are you, your legs are you. How many, how many decades do you still want to dance? Take it, you know, don't let your body um, collapse. Don't, don't do it. (laughs) Work on it, work slowly on it, work methodically on it and bring your body back so that it can carry on coming with you to make amazing god
0: amazing beverly thank you so much for your time and and for sharing all of this with us i think a lot of dancers are going to walk away with this from this inspired to okay. to move into that space and really like work on that part of their dance because it is so important and i think you you articulate that very well I really hope so, and even if dancers,
1: you know, even if they don't take my class, go, go, to, go learn some yoga, go, go learn some Pilates, go, um, go for leg massage, look after your tools, look after your tools of the craft. Because when you've got a full box of crayons,
0: man, <laughs> what you can do with them is just magnificent. <laughs> have the joy of a two year old who's just been handed a brand new box of crayons. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that joy. It's very joyous. <laughs> yeah, That's what we want. And we want that kind of um, passion mm-hmm. to be able to come through our oriental dance. Excellent. Beverly, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and for being part of the bundle this year. Can you share how people can find you on the internet? How can they study with you? How can they learn more from you about all of the wonderful things that you have to teach? Well, I'm sure they can also link through you to get to my website. Yes, all um, of the links will be in the show notes page, but anything in particular you'd like to highlight, please, this is your chance. Promote yourself. My studio is Al Masra
1: Academy, Um, A-L-M-A-S-R-A-H and it's www.amasraacademy.biz or you can also find me at beverly.biz www.bevrli.biz The uh, academy page has more information about about my classes and and my personal page will have um, kind of a longer uh, bio and um, dance history and um more videos and and that kind of thing
0: awesome so I have one last question for you before we leave and that is where is the strangest place that you have ever danced and practice counts wow 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 no I've danced I've I've had
1: some very strange um experiences (laughs) seriously weird um, and odd and bizarre. And like, I mean, I've danced on a on a New Year's stage for like two 3,000 people um, that they'd painted like about an hour and a half before the show. And I was oh totally no. stuck to it. <laughs> um, oh, you know, it was really funny um, when um, when I was in the UK when I first got there, cause I'm South African and I went over um, at first just on a kind of working visa and you can get all kinds of weird jobs. Um, and I ended up specializing in running teams of men on construction sites, right? Because, like, they just needed a strong woman to go one, two, three, four, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so
1: I could do that. And um, the funny thing was that, like, these construction sites had incredible um, <laughs> incredible lifts that could handle, like, you know, moving, like, materials for building big buildings mm-hmm. up and down. And... Um, so I used to rock into the lift there and um <laughs> if I was the only one in the lift and the door would close I would shimmy the glass <laughs> out <laughs> of that lift and try and see how much I could rock it and then like ping, and I'd stop and the door would open and like I'd be like oh nothing happened in here everyone in hard hats and walking around and like it was really funny and that was like my moment that was quite private that I just shared with the world but there you go that was pretty bizarre
0: Um, I love it I think we've all had those moments at work right like maybe not in like industrial construction lifts but but just in the elevator like going to work and you're oh I'm the only person here like let me just do a couple dance moves until the doors open like I think we all have that that like snuck in moment I love it that's amazing I love that we can't stop
1: and I love, I love the community and I love the joy and I just, I love that sense of, of, um, playing that the dance will always, um, have in us and have us by the heart. And the hips. (laughs)
0: Right. (laughs) And the feet. And the legs and the the arms and the body (laughs) and the sky and the ground, there's all these parts involved. It's amazing. (laughs) Beverly, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You are a joy. Thank you so much for being part of the bundle.
1: Thank you so much for bringing me on board. It's amazing to meet you um, and meet everyone.
0: (laughs) And everybody, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being present here in this moment with us. We really appreciate it. Um, And we will see you on Instagram through the 21 Days of Belly Dance Challenge and tomorrow i'll chat with you guys tomorrow thank you so much bye everyone beverly is such a sweetheart and you can tell how much she cares for the health and strength of her students within their own dance instruments you can check out more about beverly's class and many many others on BellydanceBundle.com and then going to the what's included section the best thing about the bundle is that at the price point that we're selling it for, you actually don't need to take everything in order to get your value out of it. Take two to three lectures and two to three of the workshops and you're already getting your money's worth. And several of the items, including Beverly's, are lifetime access, so you can redeem them anytime within the next six months and then take them literally anytime for the rest of their life online. It's amazing. I cannot wait to get into more of these classes with you. And if you're wondering about the price, well, I'll be announcing it live on Instagram on October 17th at 11 a.m. Eastern time. So come party with me for a little bit. I'll be doing a little bit of Q and A about the bundle there as well. You can check out the show notes for this episode at thebellydancebundle.com 45. Now, for those of you who don't have a tabla, Go find some books that might work as a good substitute for today's challenge.